Hi, I'm Pam Dunn, and for the next 10 minutes or so, join me in a conversation that will provide practical ways to access your inner wisdom. Since being wise means you will act and behave based upon your knowledge, what you know, it means when we know better, we can do better. There is immense wisdom in listening and learning from others. So what you hear today will provide infinite possibilities and opportunities for practice. Well, hello everybody. I hope you're doing great today. And this is Pam Dunn and you're getting only me this week, but I'm excited to have this conversation with you just because I, I think I've learned a lot about it. I know that everybody listening has experienced it. And so I think it's good to have a conversation about it sometimes just to keep ourselves inspired and encouraged. And so what I'm referring to, what I'm talking about is the wisdom of an inner experience. I I think most of the time we know, we have a knowing that what's happening in our lives and how we feel about what's happening and what we think about what's happening is all an internal experience. And yet when it is triggered by something that's going on outside of us, it's really hard at those moments, especially if it's challenging to go to our internal experience and go on a discovery there and an investigation there because we're paying far too much attention to what's going on outside of us. So I think that I've learned so much about this in many different ways. And so I'm going to hopefully talk about it in lots of different ways so that you can, at least at some point, catch yourself really focusing on what's happening outside of you and having a lot of commentary and feelings about that rather than beginning to understand what is happening internally. What am I feeling and what am I making it mean? And what am I saying about that? This is really important for all of us to focus on. We want to begin focusing on not as much what is going on outside of us, but what is the relationship to what's going on outside of us. So for example, people may say, oh, you're too sensitive, you know, or I need you to treat me better. And I, I absolutely have had this experience and felt like, oh, I'm pretty fragile right now. So I need you to be easy on me. And I think in those moments to really allow myself to go inward rather than needing something outside to change, and then maybe even it does need to change, but I'm going to, you know, the way I'm going to ask for it is going to be either from a fragile place or from a very aggressive place. And so I think it's good to understand that sensitivity is our superpower. Like we are all immensely, amazingly sensitive. And yet we sometimes shift our sensitivity into fragility and fragility is kryptonite. So if, if your sensitivity is your superpower, fragility 
is your kryptonite. In other words, believing that you're fragile, believing that being sensitive is a curse. It's far from a curse. Your sensitivity isn't fragile and it doesn't make you fragile. Our hearts aren't fragile, but guess what is? Our egos, our thinking, that's what's fragile. We want to begin framing our sensitivity as a strength. So if you're having an inner experience because of something that's going on outside of you that triggered you and it triggers your sensitivity, you don't want to see yourself as fragile in that moment. You want to access the strength of your sensitivity because that sensitivity got triggered because you care because there's something important to you. And as soon as you see it as a weakness, you're not paying attention or listening to yourself anymore. The strongest people I know are sensitive enough to care about people. They care about their expression. They care about what's important to them and they unapologetically show it. You're that person too, but you may need to reframe your belief that you have around your own sensitivity. Like that's just an example of something that gets triggered outside of you. You know, there's been so many times that somebody has said something to me and they might be holding me accountable to something and I get triggered and I may outwardly feel mad, you know, or express my anger when actually internally, I'm feeling scared or I'm feeling powerless. And and it isn't that you have to express you're scared or powerless. It's that you've got to begin telling yourself the truth about how you're feeling, the truth about what's going on inside of you, because it's in that truth that you have the breathing space. And that's, that's the, what it really means to hold space for yourself to see that, wow, that really bothered me. That triggered me in a way that it touched my heart. It hit a button. It opened a wound, whatever it is that we call it. And when you give yourself that breathing space, then you're not, you're less likely. It doesn't mean you always won't, but you're less likely to respond from there, to behave from the trigger. So it's always important to begin to just really pay attention. Like, where are you coming from? So you'll ask yourself, where am I coming from inside of myself when I, when I share with somebody, when I'm trying to respond to something? If I'm trying to set a boundary, for example, if I'm coming from my anger about my boundary being crossed, then I'm not going to be sharing from the truth of how important this is. Because what the person is going to respond to is my anger and my upset, that they did something to me that that made me upset. Rather than knowing what they can do in the future for us to have the relationship that we want to have together. I think it was, I I hope I don't mess this up, but Prentice Hemphill said something along the lines of 
setting boundaries is my way of being able to love me and you simultaneously. And when you think about setting a boundary that way, then you don't need to come from a place that is harsh or that goes against who you know yourself to be. You know, I, I also love those moments when you see somebody and there's something about them that you're like, I don't know why, but I can't stop staring at you. (laughs) And, and I love those moments because really what is happening is their internal landscape is full of the beauty of who they are inside. They're expressing on the outside. We know that we've all been this person before, but we've also been that person that is thinking about something negative or upsetting or judgmental about ourselves or someone else. And lo and behold, guess what's happening? That's what's emanating from us. That's how important our internal landscape is. And we often underestimate that even though I may not be expressing how upset I might be or how I might be judging, we are still emanating that. And that essence is really important to understand. Another thing is so many of us get defensive when someone is upset with us. We immediately want to let them know that that wasn't our intention. And I completely understand that. I do that too. And the important thing I want to see here is I want you to know here is that that's not paying attention to our internal landscape, our internal experience when we get defensive. What's happening is if somebody tells me that they don't like something I said or did, and they may even be saying it in a harsh way, what happens then is if I don't pay attention to what's going on inside of me, I could talk to them about their tone, you know, and and so now we're having a completely different conversation rather than the one that they're trying to have with us, or I start defending my intent, that that wasn't my intent. And while all of those things might be true, that my intent wasn't that, because it's true, we we most of the time have good intentions. We don't always have that impact. But those are the moments that if you can just give yourself the space and hold that space to ask yourself or pay attention to what am I feeling? Like, wow, that really bothers me that I was hurtful to that person or that I said something that was hurtful. And in the moment that you just acknowledge that in yourself, you can listen differently. You can hear them differently because you've reminded yourself that not only do you care, they do too. And you care about them or it wouldn't bother you. And so it isn't about like automatically being apologetic either, because it's, it's going to be more about having a real conversation where both of you can be present. And listen, I know I'm talking about this as if, you know, it's easy. It's not easy. It is simple, but it's not easy. It's really complex. And it, it takes a lifetime of learning, but I can tell you that 
creating wisdom from paying attention to your inner experience allows you to have richer conversations. It allows you to really get to the core of having the level of intimacy and vulnerability that all of us really want to have with each other and sometimes are afraid to. It allows you to be fully conscious about the type of conversation that you're having. It keeps you on track. It keeps you expressing yourself from the true essence of who you really are. So it's honestly worth it. It's worth it to practice. It's worth it to make mistakes and learn from. It's worth it to get to know yourself at that level. I can't tell you all the things that you need to do in these 10 minutes, but I can hopefully inspire you to go on that journey to go on the journey of discovering more about yourself, learning how to hold space for yourself, learning how to give yourself that pause before you react. And I'll tell you that if you go on our website, yourinfinitelifeonline.com, you'll find lots of different ways to do that. If you sign up for our weekly inspiration, you'll get tips every week on how to do that. Now, tips are great. Reading is great. Taking classes and workshops are great. Listening to podcasts are great. But what is more important is to take what you heard and practice it and be willing to be messy and vulnerable. And I'm going to end with a beautiful quote from Audrey Hepburn that I love. And she says, for beautiful eyes, look for the good in others. For beautiful lips, speak only words of kindness. And for poise, walk with the knowledge that you are never alone. You see, the same struggles that you have on your inner experience, we all do. So let's all be in this together. Have a beautiful week and we'll talk to you soon. Accessing our inner wisdom is ongoing and ever-changing. You may now be thinking, how can I access more of my infinite wisdom? Well, we have lots of ways to do that. So go to www.yourinfinitelifeonline.com and consider taking two hours and attend our skilled communication online class. Each class is only $99 and is limited to five participants so that you can get individual attention to become a better communicator. We have a learning journey membership program for only $29 per month and five collaboratives throughout the year that bring experts together on various topics. Thanks for joining us. And if you've benefited from this podcast, please subscribe, like, and or comment. Find out more about our coaching and offerings also at www.yourinfinitelifeonline.com. Have a great week accessing your inner wisdom.